Welcome, everyone out there. This is your host, Big John, for the evening, I may add, hosting the latest episode of Points on the Board. And with me tonight, as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. William Del Pilar. Thank you there, girthy John. <laughs> I don't know if I sound more like a, like a genuine uh, Latino or more like a raspy pirate. Uh, raspy pirate you oh, know okay. even though we roll our r's most people don't realize it so when somebody goes it's, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and we won't get into the pirate joke uh i was telling you about that i ran across right. that comedian you pointed it out you pointed out to me <laughs> well you know you know how i think i can earn membership into the uh latino club is if i learn how to do that dance i see on univision all the time like the uh uh, where the, the four guys in a row just keep doing this for about an hour and a half while there's a lot of salsa music in the background. I don't know what that dance is called. I don't need it. Yeah. But uh, I always see it on Sabado I always see it on Sabado Gigante or however it's pronounced. I always Sabado Gigante. They don't make that show anymore. I, I think he retired. Don Francisco. See, I, don, I didn't, don, I didn't don, don Francisco. Don Francisco. See, I didn't understand a word on that show but hot women in skimpy outfits were always on that show. So it was always one of my favorites, even though I didn't understand a word. You know what people don't realize there are some Latin American shows, Chespirito, an old sitcom from the seventies and uh, uh, Sabado Gigante. I mean, they just dwarf the numbers <laughs> that American shows right, put right, out right. in terms of the popularity. And, I mean, we're talking shows that maybe uh, 30 million worldwide, 30, 40 million a week worldwide, right. you know, in terms of numbers. So that's oh, why these shows stay on the air forever. Yeah. And it's a huge demographic, uh, no doubt. It's a very desirable demographic, especially in uh, marketing and advertising. But um, it's the fastest, fastest growing demographic on the internet. And TV and everywhere, actually, in the US. So it's, it's, it's actually a very uh, uh, coveted demographic. But that aside, None of that matters to me. I just loved watching them nice Latina thick, T-H-I-C-C, thick. Regenitas. Say that for me one more time because it sounds delicious. Regenitas, curvy women. There you go. That's what we like around here. But That's anyway. Latina way. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go too far off the path, this is Points on the Board. And typically, in addition to talking about attractive Latin women, we also talk about things like sports, politics, pop culture. And today we've got an episode that's chock full of breaking news, William, especially as it involves the NFL. Today was the last day for teams to declare their uh, franchise tag uh, designees. There was a lot of uh, cap casualties, a lot of signings, a lot of jockeying, all to get in position for the March 16th start of the new NFL right. calendar year. So uh, let's go to going the overview for today, William. I know uh, we, we kind of touched base on this. We've got we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and uh, the sh shenanigans that led to his re-signing in Green Bay. Uh, the domino that fell, which in uh, Green Bay's case would be Devontae Adams uh, getting tagged with the franchise. Uh, the big trade, Russell Wilson right. going to Denver. Was that a result of Aaron Rodgers staying put in, uh, in Green Bay? That's something we could talk about. Also, uh, Calvin Ridley. What's up with him? What's going on? Uh, had some issues last season, had some issues just uh, within the last couple of days. So we'll talk about him as well. Uh, we're also going to see some other uh, talk about some other major signings uh, and, and uh, cap uh, maneuverings. 
Also, we're going to talk about uh, our expectations for the new Batman flick that's coming out. So no, no gotta... it's the Batman. The Batman. The the Batman. Yeah. Do I have to say the twice? The, nah, the once, Batman. Once, but you got to accent it. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> but we'll talk about that too at the end for our uh, superhero movie geeks. So uh, we love them all. We'll have them here. So uh, why don't we kick it off with the Aaron Rodgers saga? Apparently, William, coming to a conclusion, at least for now, uh, in Green Bay. So uh, the first thing is, he, he, it was announced that he had signed uh, a four-year contract extension to stay in Green Bay for $200 million, 153 of it guaranteed. Now, we don't have other details in terms of how it's broken down. Uh, are there any voidable years? I'm assuming there might be, but we don't have those details as of this moment. But, William, I know, uh, especially on sportsgrumblings.com, you wrote an article talking about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he really wants to win or if he's just in it for the money. Um, and you gave us your thoughts on that. What do you think of the news that he signed his extension? Well, first of all, you know, he did tweet out that he wanted to clear up the fact that, that he will be playing for the pack. Right. But the reports about me signing the contract are inaccurate right. as are the supposed terms of the contract. I signed. I'm very excited to be back. You know, there are a lot of reports that say he's a diva center of attention type guy right. always has to be right. Maybe he tweeted that out since the, uh, since, since, since the Denver Broncos uh, uh, signing there. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, 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 of uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks. I can't remember his name, <laughs> but I, I was wrong. If, if these reports are true, I was wrong, and Diana Rossini was right. And I, I didn't hammer Diana Rossini as much as chastised her for right. not going straight to the source. Now, the problem is sometimes the source lies, whether it's the person there who's actually involved or, or the source that's giving this information out. There's no doubt Aaron Rodgers deserves this kind of money when you put him up. He is one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime. And I do mean that. Uh, people say, oh, look, I'm taking, taking a shot. You're damn right I am. Right. You know, he, that, that the last three years, that team's posted some of the best numbers we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. Well, in terms of losses. Yeah. With, with yeah. no Super Bowls exactly. appearances. And uh, that's his legacy. So if the report is true, it is about the money. It's not about the ring because I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the stupidity of the Twitterverse idiots aside, <laughs> who all of us are saying, well, look, if Green Bay can do it, why is Dallas cutting their top two receivers? Why this? Why that? It doesn't matter about the other teams. At the end of the day, the Packers still have Devontae Adams. So Right now, he's on a franchise tag. They really need him to get a long-term deal to bring those numbers down. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to bring numbers down with the new contract. But they've got about a dozen free agents assigned. They're oh, they've got a wide receiver. Yeah, they've and, got a ton. Yeah, it's, oh. it's and but here's the question for you now, right? So, uh, agreed, it's a money grab. But personally, I don't have a problem with the money grab, right? Um, I it's don't, America. God it's bless America. America. He should get every penny he can get because, especially with football players, their career can end like that. We know right. that. Well, hold on. 
God. I agree. God bless him. Yeah. God bless America. I don't fault him for wanting to take the money. But the man got it, had about 138 million just what, three or four years ago. You yeah, know, that, that contract. Well, look, so so he's set. So yeah. So that's why I thought it wasn't about the money. You know, I am actually a believer. I will never hold this to yeah. anyone, but I am a believer in how much money is enough money, you know, but that's just my personal take because right. if it was me, there's no money that would be enough. Right. But at the end of the day, when you want to ring and, and well, let me put it this way, America, Tom Brady always got paid, right. but those contracts were always team friendly, right. always team friendly. And there's a reason. He has 10 Super Bowl appearances and seven championships and was 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 a couple of plays away from getting to the NFC championship this past well, year. Well, well, the thing with you brought up Brady, the thing with Brady was he always worked with uh, Pioli and um, Belichick, Belichick to make sure that if there was one guy on the team they were targeting either to bring in as a free agent or to retain. He worked with them that year so they could afford that particular guy, especially if Brady thought that he was the guy they needed. So, for example, Randy Moss or or um, Darrell Revis or, you know, whoever they brought Correct. in that they felt they needed. Right. So you're right. But I'm also wondering, see, now Rodgers necessarily, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think with Rodgers and again, personal opinion, just from an observation of human nature, I think it's more that he would disrespected if and i hate using that word because it's you know um it's not a it's not a verb right but okay 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 hold on i understand what you're saying but tell me specifically how was he disrespected oh i i'll, I'll tell you i i think it all started with the so so it goes back to mike mccarthy not consulting him and i think um I, and I relate to this, so I'm not saying it as a complete negative, but as a personality trait, I think Rogers is very arrogant. I think yes. he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Correct. I think he has trouble respecting people that he views as intellectually inferior in terms of football. I'm not saying in terms, I don't keep know. Talking, how keep talking. Right. So when you look at that behavior, then all of a sudden you get it a Jordan Love draft pick. Not so much that they drafted their, quote, QB of the future. But can you imagine that if you're Rodgers, you're sitting there, you've come close a couple of times. You're, like you said, you're putting up these regular season, uh, terrific records, 13, 12, 13 wins a season, right? Regular season. Then instead of getting you some help, either on defense or offense, they go get your replacement. They traded up into the first round to get him, and they never said a word to him. So I get I, that. You're absolutely correct. Right. I Not, felt the exact same way as you did. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're pretty close to a Super Bowl. Your quarterback is still a stud. He's not talking retirement. What the hell are you drafting a QB in the first round when there are, are other needs? I have always said the front office has been incompetent. That team should have at least three Super Bowl appearances. Oh, sure. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, get over yourself. Not you, but Aaron Rodgers. I, I get you. I get you. But I'm saying, like, when you add all up, like, if you look at all what appears to be, again, it's what we see from the outside, the, the level of arrogance that he has, the level of self-importance that he has. Now think of what's happening this season, right? Or what happened, like, say, towards the end of last season, right? You had Brady 
who you said everyone's announced he's retiring. What does he do? He says, I haven't made any decisions. And then what was it, 24, 48 hours later, he tweets out, I'm retired. You know, and then his dad said he's retired. In other words, Brady's main concern was he wanted to define his own retirement. Exactly. So I think in this case, too, when you get a, when, because by the way, uh, Rappaport did not retract his, his uh, statement about the terms. Anybody else who repeated Rappaport's statement has not retracted their understanding. Like nobody I knows any... the terms; they were just giving a general. No, uh, no, I, uh, I'm sorry. Point. Meaning the length of the extension and the total money, uh, the four years, two hundred million, right? Um, nobody's retracted that. The only one who's oh, exactly the only one who's actually um, uh, uh, said it's not done yet is Rogers, right? And my guess is because Rogers wants to control the narrative. Um, but let me just to sort of free this up. Do you think that the Packers are a Super Bowl contender? No, they- no, because they got to get Devontae Adams and they're already thin. So Randall Cobb's a big question mark. I mean, he's an old guy. He injured, missed a good chunk of the season towards the end. Uh, he, they're going to ask him to take a pay cut. But even then, there's a veteran minimum. Is he worth it? They've, they, they've got a, a, a one receiver they can tender. Uh, I forget his name. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they need some depth there, quality depth there. And well, yeah. hold on, let's not forget this. Yeah. The poison, the poison pill strategy, meaning Devontae Adams is an exclusive uh, franchise tag. And what that means is... Oh, no, is it's non-exclusive. Non, I'm sorry, non-exclusive franchise right. tag. And what that means is he gets paid the average top five or the average of the top five. Uh, and and let, me negotiate. let me correct on that. Let me correct on that. negotiate with other teams. Yeah, but let me let me correct you on that. He's not getting the average of the top five, which works out to 18 and a half. No, no, the top five of his position. No, that's what I'm saying. The top five of his position is like 18 and a half a season, I think. But right. he's getting 120% of his last salary because the, right. it's either or. It's either or, whichever right. one is higher. So for Adams, it works out to 20 and a half million if they don't restructure or get a long-term deal. So if if we're kind of looking at the two together, as it stands, I'm saying without any restructurings or long-term deals or anything like that, Rodgers and Adams account for 68 million of the 208 million cap. Correct, and that's my point. So for example- That's that's uh, a third. That's a third of their cap is going to, right now, and of course they'll try to work it out, that's a third of their cap going to two players. Exactly. So, so, William, let me ask you this. Why can't we just view them as this year's Rams? You can't. Just, that's just what I'm saying. kick the can down the road. That, that's what I'm saying. But the Rams didn't win. The Rams were given that championship by the breasts. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody will tell me. They weren't. The, you know, my point being is on paper, you can look the champ. And they kind of like stumbled into it. And literally right. they wanted to give the game to the Bengals. Right. You right. know, so. So my take is this. They have a one to two year window, barring no injuries. They've already gone to their running backs and a couple of other positions and renegotiated their contracts right. to yeah. lower it. Now, so you're doing this with starting players, which means their backups are going to oh, be yeah. scrubs off the street. But, right. so, and, and the reason I say a one to two year window, the greatest example I can think of recent memory, 
are the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. The beating they gave the Denver Broncos, I predicted, I must say, <laughs> the Denver Broncos were really a powder puff team that year. Right. Uh, um, you know, I, I guess my belief is you get a monster defense that, that, that looks like it's on Roy's. They weren't, but I mean, that's just how they played. Right, the right, Seahawks, right. it was never in doubt. And then they got back the following year and through the incompetence of coaching, they, they were denied right. uh, uh, a second Super Bowl. Then it fell apart. Because contracts came due, players well, wanted to get paid. So they have, I say they have a one-year window, and their history has already shown that their front office really does not have it together. There's always a screw up here or there. Yeah. This past year, what was it? Special teams. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So I but that I agree with you hundred percent. So I I would even be a little more narrow than you and say they gotta win this year. Because no, I agree, but 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 I, I would even give them a two year window, one to two years. Yeah, but here's the reason why their offense is a second quality wide receiver away. Now, whether it's Amari Rogers stepping up in year two, whether it's they draft somebody that pans out, it's going to be if the they draft. Get, or if they if they could sign a tight end or something. But here's where they're hamstrung. To your point, they've already restructured. Uh, let me, uh, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, and David Bakhtiari. That's right. That saved them almost 23 million. And guess what? They're still, as of this moment, I'm looking at the updated totals. They're still uh, 40, almost 46 million, 45.8 million over the cap. Yeah, that'll come down once we get the details of Rogers' contract. But and, even and so, like, even if you took his entire contract and wiped it out, right? So my point being, uh, Rogers right now, I think, updated as we know now, his cap number for this year is $46.6 million. Uh, Zadarius Smith is 27.6. Devontae Adams is 20. Uh, and Preston Smith is 20. Right, so, so let me get back to the poison pill. If I'm a team, because look, if I'm Devontae Adams... And, and, and I'm not going to get into the political side of it uh, in terms of the fans and who they'll blame. <laughs> but if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm going, whoa, whoa, Mr. Agent, <laughs> my bud, Aaron, it's not about the ring. It's about the cash flow. He's shown us the way I want my, I want what's mine. Now I'm not going to give the team friendly contract and I would instruct my agent to go talk to other teams. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Because put, put if in I'm the, the other teams, I'm like, and this has happened in the past. I am going to bleep the Packers because you give a deal where it's it's enough in the corporate world. It's called poison pills. They poison pill a deal. So right. so 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 uh, uh, a hostile takeover, for example, doesn't well, happen. It, it puts the Packers in a bad position, right? Exactly because Thank they're it, because they because Adams is non-exclusive. That means that if another team uh, uh, signs Adams or gives them an offer sheet. Um, if Sat, if Adams ends up signing with them, the Packers have the right of first refusal, so they, have, they can match it, or as compensation, they get two first round picks. Yeah, but still, that doesn't help them this year. And exactly, this is where your theory so, comes right. in. So they lose I'm, Adams, or they get him, and their salary cap is screwed. And then when injuries start to happen, they go to the towel boy. Hey, towel, right. come on down. Well, that's what I, I was going to say. That's where the strategy comes in. If you're if you're an NFC North team, if you're the Vikings, the why not the Vikings? Anybody, anybody. But I'm saying specifically in the North, why not offer uh, Devonte Adams? 30 million a year for four years 
with three voidable years, right? Because then it accelerates everything. And and let's not forget that's there's precedence for this, right? Correct. Uh, that's why the, I brought it up. But the Seahawks it. did it with um, who's that guard uh, Hutchinson, I think, right? And they also did it with Burleson to some extent. So because they said, okay, if we get him, we get him, and if we don't get him, we're forcing someone else into salary cap hell. So that's you're right. absolutely right. I would I would consider that a strategy. Um, and again. I don't fault Devontae Adams. No, I'm like, no. I'm like, y'all just no. paid Mr. Diva. Uh, yeah. More, the, the, he's, he's the highest paid player temporarily. That's always temporarily. Yeah. But in, 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 uh, in Aaron Rodgers' defense, uh, well, uh, he's a top paid player. He, so he's going to surpass Patrick Mahomes, who has $45 million. Right. Uh, and let's not, and let's not look at the upsets, the terrible postseason. But he's got four MVPs. They, him being on a team is improving their odds from 15 to one to 12 to one. That's how much confidence Vegas has in him for right. all the gamblers out there. They overcame Nathaniel Hackett to keep Rogers. Right. Uh, but most importantly, the Packers have won 13 games each of the past three seasons, 39 right. combined wins. And that is because of Rogers. Oh, he absolutely. is arguably one of the most efficient quarterbacks around. Uh, however, the biggest downside is, that set an NFL record, not the one you want. They set an NFL record for most wins in a three-season stretch without what, Big John? A Super Bowl appearance. That's right. right. Yeah, so me, you're absolutely right. That's how that's why they're not going in. That's how quarterbacks are measured. Very quickly before we move on, I want to tie this up. My opinion, William, if if the Packers really, really want to maximize their Super Bowl shot, go uh, title town or bust, this is what they got to do. They got to go to the free agent market, get those one-year contracts going like the Rams did, and get right. guys that are on the market that can help Rodgers. I'm talking about someone like Allen Robinson, uh, Amari Cooper, if he gets released by He's going Dallas. to get released, yeah. Right, but it's not official yet, but right. let's assume right. he gets right. released. That's someone you got to look at, Amari Cooper. Zach Ertz, give him a tight end, because remember, a lot of that Packers offense works well when the tight end is a good receiving tight end. So someone like Zach Ertz, who's on his, the back end of his career, but still very effective, he could be an addition. Von Miller, uh, if he doesn't resign with the Rams, is someone else that you bring in cheaper and you let go of one of the Smith brothers because they're like the two of them are combining for $40 million against the Caps. So either but remember, though, these guys want to get paid, too. No, no, yeah. but like you're right. The ones that have, the ones that have rings want to get paid. The ones that don't have rings, like, for example, here's a perfect name, Chandler Jones right? Chandler Jones can still add a lot uh, to a defense. And, and for Rodgers, remember, he's got two good runners. He's got a decent to good offensive line. He's got one superstar, all universe receiver, Devontae Adams. What's the only thing that's missing really is that complimentary receiver. Right, right. Like, that's, I don't think, that's exactly what they're lacking. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think bring uh, James Jones back. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Valdez Scanlon gets the job done. I don't think Cobb gets the job done. Amari Rogers really just has to like really flourish in year two. Well, you know, I, I think if Randall Cobb does come down, he can be a situational uh, uh, third receiver. Because Very, he, like, yeah, but not someone that you're going to make a run right, based right. on. He's a like, guy when they set up in three wides, if they can find that complimentary guy, then they're going to be deadly. Yes. Cause then he could get that seven yards for first down. Okay. I don't want one more thing. One more thing. I want, we talked about him being a diva. I sent you this link and it's an article that's three years old. It's by my favorite writer, 
yeah. our reporter is uh, Tyler Dunn. It's what happened in Green Bay with McCarthy. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it's a few thousand words and it lays out with players making statements, the angst, the the hatred, uh, uh, players coming out saying, yeah, Rogers is deep. That's why you're deep. Oh, deep, and, deep. And, and actually, who's the one guy that really spoke out on the record about him? Greg Jennings, one of his right, right. receivers for and, four years. Right. And, and even though I believe Rogers made Greg Jennings a better receiver than he was, Greg Jennings is right in terms of what he said about Rogers. And the reason I say that is because there's so many other players that have said it and coaches, you know, and, and it proves a lot of people right in their belief that Mike Holmgren is in the brightest. Uh, not whole, uh, I, yeah, you're right. Not, not Holmgren, McCarthy. McCarthy. I'm sorry. McCarthy. McCarthy. But, but anyway, listen, this is how I want to wrap this up. You know, the guy's irony, you know how? He cut off his family and he kicked Olivia Munn to the to the curb. I can't deal Dude. with that. I can't put I can't wrap my mind around that, William. Olivia I Munn can't. is like you know why? Not, you know why? Why? She, she, Olivia Munn is no Reginita. No, she's not, but she's a piece. I let's let's give props where it's due. What's her name? Psylocke. How can you how can you kick Psylocke to the curb? I don't get it. But anyway, um, but while we're on the to topic of quarterbacks and then dominoes falling. Right after the Rodgers announcement and saying that he was going back in Green Bay, what did we hear about, uh, William? Russell Wilson traded to Denver. The Seahawks finally said, okay, you want to go? Gone. Uh, they sent him over, and let me read the, uh, the trade. It was Seattle gets two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-rounder, quarterback Drew Locke, presumably as a, as a, a seat warmer for now, uh, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, who's pretty good, and I thought this was an interesting throw-in, uh, tight end Noah Fant, yeah, uh, who has a lot that. of potential. Uh, and uh, Denver, in return, gets Russell Wilson and uh, a 2022 uh, fourth-round pick uh, you, back. I find Drew Locke interesting in that trade. because I do, too. But because Let's be honest. Peyton Manning's last year, their their last Super Bowl right. was the defense won that Super yes, Bowl. They absolutely. carried Peyton Manning, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. it loathes me how people read the revisionist history. Right. And but but my point is, is they brought Peyton Manning because they didn't want to groom anybody, and for the past five years they don't want to groom anybody. <laughs> so I don't think Drew Locke really had a fair shot. It's kind of like right. we're going to thrust you in there. Right. Oh, you're not performing. What whatever. It's it's like we want a ready-made quarterback. And they got that. So, but that said, I'm not unsold on Drew Locke yet. However, I am not a fan of Pete Carroll. Yeah. Well, Pete Carroll just decided to blow everything up, and we'll talk about it later. But it's full rebuild mode because they also let go of Bobby Wagner. Correct. Um, and that was big news. Big, that was in big fact, news. he signed the same day, I think, as Russell Wilson or the same year. Yeah. So they they were in the same draft class. So you're absolutely right. Um, but let's talk about this a little bit. So Wilson now goes to Denver. And what's also interesting is Denver, as part of this trade, managed to keep their receiving group together, which is Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. So he's going to a team that has, much like Green Bay, has two good running backs. They've got Gordon and... Um, oh, Gordon's gone. They're not going to be able to keep Gordon. They're probably not, but uh, you're right. Um, and uh, who's the... Javante Williams. Um, and they, But they still got the three great receivers. The pass blocking unit, I think, was a top 10, top 12 offensive line in terms of pass blocking. Great defense. And they still have some room under the cap to be able to maneuver. And uh, while we, I just want to double check their cap space uh, as the most recent figures, um, Denver still has, yeah, they're, they're 26 million under the cap. 
So they yeah, still have. You know, I, I don't view Denver as great yet. They've got all the potential there. Now they have the quarterback. Now there's no excuse. Exactly. However, that said, if you if, if you ask me, who is the one quarterback you want today out of the NFL? It <laughs> it's Russell Wilson. Really, you you think that highly of him? Russell Wilson was hampered when that team was blown up the year they lost the Super Bowl. Right. Too many contracts, great players. They left the arrogance of the team and 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 not seeing what they were letting go. Well, we can replace uh, Sherman or we can replace this guy, right. that guy. And they never were able to. So I believe and I think that's why Russell Wilson was frustrated in the last few years, not the last couple of years, last few years is because uh, the team didn't want to rebuild, but it was missing more than hitting uh, on, on the individuals they were bringing in. Right. What makes Russell Wilson unique, what makes him better than Aaron Rodgers is his playoff ability. Yes. He's more clutch in the playoffs. Yes. Exactly. Well, he's I not agree. just clutch. He's great. Yes. The year they beat green Bay, Granted, Green Bay literally gave the game yes. away, yes. but Seattle still had to score. So, for example, we blame the the, the infamous onside kick where right. that, right. that tight end bounces off the head. I mean, that's just that's just football follies for those who remember right. the right. videos of the seventies. But uh, at the end of the day, though, they still had to go into overtime and they won the Seahawks. No, no, no doubt. Listen, I'm but, not. But here's why I like him. Yeah, he is the only quarterback who entered the league with the ability to run who did not run he ran when there was no option but he was a first quarterback at, at a young age i'm talking about that understood the power of his legs to open up the pass so with denver right. i think that's what can put them over the top when right. we talk about the other players he needs those but i guess what i'm trying to say is aaron Rodgers can't carry a team we've seen that haven't we once the playoffs roll around, we've seen that. Well, I wouldn't say that. So that that's interesting because Russell Wilson, I agree with you. And like if when I he draw comps, carry a team. Yeah, when when I draw comps to like great players, he reminds me of Fran Tarkenton. In yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That I Tarkenton, that. no one could catch him, right? You watch those old 70s and 60s films from him dancing behind the line, no one could catch up to him. But he never yeah, ran. He, he wasn't rushing. He was just dancing behind the line right. trying he was to just, find an open guy. Exactly. So um, he reminds me of Tarkenton in that sense. And, of course, um, uh, Wilson probably throws the best deep ball. Um, right, right, really. right. Oh, I don't he, think he has the strongest arm. Like, I think Rodgers physically is more gifted. And during the season, probably with less talent. Because let's also not forget, let's not sell him short. He had Metcalf and Lockett for a couple of seasons and 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 uh, some other guys up there that were really good, solid two, three, four receiver deep uh, uh, cores that he could work with. Um, whereas Rodgers basically always had the one guy like a Devontae Adams or Greg Jennings, um, a Jordy Nelson, but like having a nice three, four wide receiver group never really had it. So, but. There's we'll no see this that. year. We will see this year if Russell Wilson made the receivers or if the receivers were as good as people think they are. Right. But I will say one thing. Wilson, from everything that I've been able to tell from reports, from just how he carries himself, probably 10 times the leader Rodgers is in the sense right. that, you know, like I think whereas Rodgers' teammates tend to love him only when he's winning, um, Wilson seems to have a following where they'll go through a wall for him. 
And, and you know that that's just it. That that's the difference between a leader and and, and a player playing the position. Right. You know, one of the things I was always proudest of when I ran a business was the loyalty I saw out of my guys. I'm like, whoa, these guys will go to war for me. It's right. because I treated them as humans, even though they were my employees. Uh, I cared about them. If it was raining in California, I'm like, these people can't drive. It's two o'clock leave now so you're not stuck in traffic for three hours right. and you work from home i mean just little right. things and that's what russell wilson does okay and, so, let, so you're right let me just wrap this up exit question on this segment does this make Bron the broncos super bowl contenders at all this year well you know the packers are super bowl contenders the broncos are the chargers are at the end of the day the problem with the afc west is that's a division of attrition well, it's because, the best division in football, yeah, right? You got Mahomes, you got and Carr gets a lot of flag, but he's he's, he's no chump. No, you, know, you got Mahomes, Carr, uh, uh, Wilson, and, and, and who's the fourth guy? Mahomes, Carr, Wilson, Mahomes, Carr, uh, Wilson, and um, uh, uh, Herbert. Herbert, Aber, yeah, I keep saying Aber. When I no, see that was that. The, that was the quarterback in New Orleans, Bobby Aber. Right, Aber. right, right, Bobby. But and and what I love about we're not talking uh, the Chargers right now, but but if I had to stack the 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 the, the quarterbacks, it'd be Mahomes, Herbert, uh, 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 and then and then Russell Wilson. But it's a team game, right? So that's the question, right? For as much as they needed a quarterback, are they still the third best team in their own division? I, I think the running back position is going to be the, the, the de facto. Um, Denver has a tradition of having a stud RB who yes. performs not studly, getting rid of him because the backup performed great and the backup tends to. Uh, well, that was with that zone. Out. That was with that zone blocking scheme. So that was different back then. But I hear what you're saying. But here's the I thing probably Denver has the best defense in that division. So that's another factor to throw in there, but it's interesting. And, and the Bengals have laid down the playbook on how to beat the Chiefs. And let's be honest, the, the thing about Mahomes that made him so great in year one is there wasn't a lot of film. They were still learning about the kid. Right, right. You know, and, and he's still hard to stop. I mean, I think if he stays injury-free, he's going to go down as one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks. Um, oh, of course. I, I don't think anybody will get near the GOAT, though, with seven rings, but... Yeah, you know, he's missing his window. I mean, these are his years right now with that team. Eventually, the up. salary cap's gonna that that forty five million dollars a year is gonna come back to bite him. What people don't realize is these contracts just they just push the numbers to to a later year. Yeah, it's like it the, it's up. like the federal government. Like the inflation we have now is forty years of uh, excessive spending being kicked down the road, deficits and debts. But you're right. Eventually, you got to pay the piper. It's just when look at look at New Orleans. Look at yeah. the green. Oh, that's why Sean Payton left. Sean Payton did not leave because he was burnt out. Sean Payton saw the writing on the wall. This team's going to suck. They're going to blame it on me. I'm going to get fired. If I sit out a year, I'll be the most wanted coach the following exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And real quick, though, uh, 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 in regards to the trade, you know, he had the no trade clause. <laughs> I actually have a friend who went to school with uh, uh, the Washington Commanders uh, 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 head coach. And uh, so she's always talking to me Ron, about Ron Rivera and how much she loves him. It, I kind of feel bad for him because I guess they offered a package similar to what the Broncos He just didn't want to go to Washington. <laughs> you know what it was? I think Tyler Haneke scared him in the QB competition preseason. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, listen, I'm rooting for Tyler because you know why everybody's making these kind of jokes about him. Right. He performed last year. Well, he know? he played. He played, He deserves a shot, if nothing else, to compete. Uh, Correct. Right. And, uh, Let, let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, the Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entire 2022 season, William, for gambling. Now, listen, right. the last time I heard people getting uh, in trouble for gambling was when Alex Karras and uh, Paul Hornung, like I'm talking about guys, and Arch Schleister, maybe. Uh, but the but Arch Schleister was the most fascinating one at yeah, all. The, <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, uh, go look him up, folks. Former first-round pick, quarterback out of Ohio State. State, uh, Went to the Colts, I think, who took him. And, of course, like, immediately proved to be nothing. And uh, basically um, had a, uh, like, really joking aside, the a lot of people became aware of the term gambling addict uh, because because of of Schleister. He brought, not not consciously of course but he brought awareness to that because people would say well, here's a kid who's got his whole future ahead of him he's making millions why is he gambling this all away and you know and it, it, that's when you found out there was nothing he could do about it you know and he, he exactly. was jailed at one point too an addict in fact i think he passed away not too long ago oh I, i'm not sure if he did but i know he was in jail he had somehow turned his life around but before they went that, back to jail, he, he never, he, he, he was deemed, he, I think he may have gotten out once or ended up back, but regardless, he is dead. He, uh, he passed okay. away. Um, uh, it's, it, it, he actually, he's really a sordidly sad tale. Oh, of course know? it's sad. Yes, absolutely. I don't, I never got the impression that he was evil or anything. Right. It was just, it was just sad that he couldn't control that, that demon Unlike, say, people we know have demons with drugs or alcohol, his was gambling. That was his big thing. Um, but anyway, so uh, Ridley got suspended for the upcoming season for gambling. Now, here's what's interesting. So Ridley had been put on IR last this past season to address mental health issues. Right. Now, the whole thing, if you're like us who on a weekly basis grind out content for like fantasy uh, football purposes, do player capsules and things like that. The Ridley situation was a little weird because you never saw it coming. You know, it's not like you said, uh, like with Everson uh, Griffin, say in Minnesota or some other folks, uh, it wasn't, to, at least to my knowledge, William, I don't know to yours, like it wasn't like something that was whispered about or rumors or anything that Ridley had mental health issues. But apparently he, uh, for lack of a better word, outed himself saying, look, I have some things I need to address to get my head in the right uh, space. So he, he, in essence, decided to take off the 2021 season at, at one point. So my, and I'm, I don't mean to be flip about it. I don't mean he decided to take off as if he was taking a vacation, but I'm saying he needed to go and address the, his mental health issues. So to now follow this up with a 2022 season-long suspension, we'll see if it gets uh, reduced on appeal or something. I, I'm fascinated by this. I have to be honest with you. First of all, I don't think gambling should be illegal, generally speaking, on principle, right? Uh, because it's- Not generally. I mean, I agree with you, generally yeah. speaking, but, but, but I hope you're not heading down where I think you're heading no, down. No, 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 not at all. But I'm saying, so I don't want people thinking I'm, uh, I'm a hypocrite by saying this, but- 
It is appropriate, though, for an employer to set up as part of your employment agreement certain boundaries, right? Like, so for example, when I work for a client, it's stated that I'm not allowed to trade their stock if they have a public stock, right? Because employees have to go through a compliance department, right? Because they don't want any perception that you're work, that you're trading off insider information. Exactly. That, that, that's your whole point is the yeah. insider aspect. Exactly. Of now with sports, there's also, aside from the insider part, there's also the manipulation thing by say organized crime or just the greed aspect where like in football games. Yeah. Like think about that. You're about to score the game winning field goal and uh, an offensive lineman who's got a big bet on the game or is into some sharks uh, has a false start or a holding penalty, right? Something innocuous like that. All of a sudden, the integrity of the game comes into into play. Or a phantom call in the Super Bowl. Or a phantom call in the Super Bowl. But it's an so, uh, so, Rams. So, the, <laughs> so the concept of the league saying we don't want our players gambling, I'm cool with that. Even though I think gambling itself should be legal. But, well, well, hold on. It, the, he could have gambled on other sports. It's not illegal for an NFL player correct. to gamble on other sports, just not the NFL. Look, this is where I believe, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, no, I so, my, so what I wanted to ask you was, is, is a multi-part question. One, should he have been suspended for the year or is that too draconian? Especially when you consider things like Ray Rice only got, um, let me make sure, Ray Rice got a two-month suspension in 2014 for beating his wife. Greg Hardy only got a four-game suspension for domestic abuse charges. List goes on and on in those okay. types of cases, right? How do those acts affect the integrity of the game itself? Oh, it it didn't. But, it doesn't. Well, it didn't. It, no, no, hold on. It doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't. Gambling creates a perception. And to the audience, real quick, I was standing in front of a commander. We called him God because his uh, initial were G-O-D. And he told me one day when I was young, Del Pilar, the truth is here on one side of the tale and then here on the other side in terms of the people who are telling you the story. Uh, the, the real truth is in the middle. These two is called perception, how we see things. So anything that can give the perception of a fixed game, of anything of that nature can destroy uh, a, a league. Now, and I say that, and I look at boxing. Boxing lost a lot of, has lost a lot of fans because of MMA, but people also started to get tired of the sport being fixed. Yeah, and this, for a lot of us, it happened in the late 70s, early 80s with Sugar Ray. It's like, oh my God, you know, Thomas Hearns, how much of a beating does Thomas Hearns have to give him before the refs go, you're the winner, you know, and it never happened, you know, things of that nature. Right. So, so football is different. It's a score. Whoever's got the most points. Right. So that's what makes it even worse if there's any type of gambling, not to mention, not to mention the fact that uh, gambling is starting to open up. So they, so, so FanDuel, DraftKings, these young men are being inundated with the gambling around them. Right. You know, and, and it was only 1500. Uh, in fact, so again, 15, Tyler Dunn, my yeah. favorite writer had a great little quote, uh, uh, you know, this, this gambling suspension suspension brought to you by DraftKings. Right. <laughs> you know? Actually, I don't know if it was DraftKings or FanDuel, but 
the um but actually you're right what he did was he he did three and 14 parlays worth fifteen hundred dollars on a mobile app in florida where it was legal i'm just laying out the facts and uh it was only a fifteen hundred dollar bet and yes the falcons were part his team uh, he bet on to win in the parlay. Right. But you know, John, it doesn't no, matter if fact. it's legal, it's but, no, but, just... but, but, but gambling being legal is not relevant to no, this. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. But, yeah. but I it, do it, think, it, I do think, however, that the penalty was a, a bit stiff. Not at all. I, I do. I think, I think the, the whole season, life. I think the whole season is draconian. Nope, not at all. I do. I think they I think have to make a... an example out of him because these young players are inundated with all this. So he gets suspended for a few games. What's the next player to go? You know what? He only got three or four games. Precedent has been set. The NFLPA will fight this. The courts recognize precedent. The, the courts recognize, hey, what punishment happened in another one should happen to this guy equally. Boom, they're not going to tolerate it. And this is not without precedent. In 2020, uh, Goodell, uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, Goodell suspended a player by the name of Josh Shaw for a small parlay bet. You know, now the, the fact that he was a scrub is why he didn't really make the news. Right. But he was suspended indefinitely. Now, let's not forget, this is an indefinite suspension. It's not a one year. He's just gone for this year. He can reapply. So he's got to stay clean. But let's get back to your point. With DraftKings, with FanDuel, with, 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 with these other, uh, 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 that's gambling. Now, our industry are a bunch of liars and hats who kept saying for years, it's not gambling, it's not gambling, it's not gambling, because they were bought off. Our peers were bought off, not directly through cash, but through advertising on their websites. Through You're those talking things. about the uh, DFS, uh, Daily Fantasy, but it is gambling. So then you get these sponsors I within the league. I don't know that it's gambling. Stop. When I you don't sit know that there and cannot play a game unless you do a deposit, which is a clear gambling term and a clear way of gambling. Well, it's gambling. Yes. But well, look, hold on. But when you can't play a game until you put money in the tilly, that's gambling. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. Like the courts ruled on that. That's why there's carve outs. And again, it was a lobbying thing. But there was a carve out for uh, fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports. Um, as no, not there was no carve out. It was a carve out for fantasy sports that daily fantasy used to implement right. yes, gambling. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Look, yeah. it's here. I accept it. But don't tell me it's not gambling, you know, because it is. You cannot play a DFS game without having a deposit, which is a term that's associated and used with gambling. You know, it ha did, did you ever play a fantasy, a traditional fantasy football game having to put a deposit down? Well, in the sense that uh, league commissioners would collect your fees uh, up front. Yeah, sure. I did. No, yeah. every league, there's always those one or two owners. Well, yeah, but I mean, you get to play. But I mean, the according to the bylaws. The only thought on traditional fantasy, because I'm passionate about this one. It's gambling. Traditional tell. fantasy is the only hobby where we'll spend $100 to win $10. You know, why? Because it's about the bragging rights. It's about the ego. It's about being seen as the best armchair QB. Daily fantasy is about winning money. You're yeah. betting on players. You're not but, building but, a team. But gambling also implies that you have, that there's no skill involved. 
Yeah. See, I don't buy that only because I, I throw that out the window because fantasy football uh, is a form of gambling, but it's such a form of gambling that's so minor. So like I said, we're going to spend $100 and win $10. It's, it's technically a form, it's like March Madness. That's gambling. But to me, there's two levels. There's that harmless gambling. People make their Super Bowl bets, their prop bets. They have fun. You know, March Madness, your fantasy league, you know, uh, 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 your favorite team's playing against your favorite team. Then there's Vegas. Then there's Atlantic City. Then there's those islands down in Asia and Hong Kong, you know, where the that's gambling. You know, so I'm not one of these guys who likes, as you, you, you always hear me say, to hear about this layer, that layer, that layer, and boom, this is what it means. No, I keep it simple, stupid, not you, but the KISS method. And at the end of the day, if somebody's going to spend $100 to win $10, they're idiots if they look at that as gambling. It's about the mind, the ego. Right. Uh, okay. you know, so, so, but hold on. But that said, the original point of all this is this is all around these young players. So what's that saying? You give a hand, they take an arm? Give an inch, That's they take this, a mile. What's that? Give an inch, take a mile. That's right. Give an inch, you take a mile. And that's what they have to avoid. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but to protect the integrity of this, of the most popular sport in the world when it comes to tv watchers with the super bowl for example right uh, soccer is the most popular probably revenue and people watching but for that one day yep. you know when vegas is its biggest in the world you know they have to protect their integrity i get the hypocrisy with with uh, uh, but let's bottom line that too all those issues you mentioned were like more domestic type issues at the end of the day if those players were winners meaning at top of their game league would have looked the other way but once you you start the plateau they're going to make an example out of you okay you know? fair enough all right let me give you an exit question on the topic <laughs> sorry about that is is calvin ridley has he played his last game in the nfl no no because at the end of the day this is a new world and the nfl we're also in a different culture where society's immediately signing uh, with, with the uh, uh, siding with these players. Uh, and like I said, the, the, the stupidity of the Twitterverse was truly exposed. A lot of them were bringing that up. So it's only got ex- uh, 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 suspended two games, this game, that game. They don't understand <laughs> the bigger picture, you know? So I think they're going to give, because this kid also, uh, 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 and I don't want to say it in, in a way that, that, that people are going to take the wrong way, but he also left the game for mental issues yeah. and he wasn't technically on a team. So that's going to play his favor. He came straight to the interview and said, yeah, I did that. I think he was so naive. He oh, he's, he's very upfront and he's tweeting about it to this day. So because he hasn't tried ignorant. to hide anything. Cause he's ignorant. Cause he thinks he didn't do anything. He said it was only 1500. He fails to grasp right. the ramifications. I, I, by the way, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think for a lot of the reasons, look, Josh Gordon, how many times did he get signed over and over and over again? When you're a stud talent, and let's face it, Ridley is a stud wide receiver, um, and he's still young. He's 27. He's going to be entering the prime of his abilities. So, yeah, he'll get another shot. I don't know if it's going to be with the Falcons or not. No, it won't be with the Falcons. The Falcons were actually looking to move him if the right deal came along. Yeah, that was the This is why I love Arthur Blank. Uh, not to mention, he started Home Depot. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, he's to me, he's he's one of America's business heroes in terms right. of small making it big. Uh, they said no to every phone call that came in the past week, even though nobody knew it. They're like, we're not going to dump him, and then you deal have to deal with these problems. But they did something. They just said no. 
You know, I mean, to me, it, it, it's it's these owners take a lot of grief, but Arthur Blank has always tried to do what's best for the team, the community, and the fans. So I give him some kudos out here because it's easy to hate the rich owner, especially if they're white nowadays or rich right, white owner. Right. You know, but at the end of the day. They're billionaires for a reason. They know business. They, know Maybe they don't know how to manage a football team, but they know business. Right. Okay. Uh, let me give you some three bullet points. Give me your 30-second thoughts on what you think. Mike Williams, wide receiver Mike Williams, re-signed uh, by the Chargers. Good move or not? Oh, it's a good move for him. But what I'm really happy about is he is the epitome of, of not having the talent of other players or size of other players, but playing at their level. So when somebody like that makes it, I, I, I'm just I'm just thrilled for him because to me it's like, if he can do it, well I can't do it in the NFL, but I can do it elsewhere in whatever field I'm in. So so that's what I love about him. Okay. His, and and he had some kind of a he had a massive injury a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but you're right. But he had a he had a nice breakout season this year, and it's a good pairing with Keenan Allen. So I think that helps Herbert as he. Uh, matures in his uh, trying to be a world-class quarterback. All right, the Buccaneers, second year in a row franchising uh, Chris Godwin. Does that make sense to you in light of they still need to get a quarterback? No, it doesn't because they need to get a quarterback. He's coming off an ACL, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He was putting up great numbers, uh, but I, I think their first and foremost issue is uh, the quarterback position. I mean, have you heard of any leads coming in? I, I mean, everything's well, ranged. I, I heard that now the Deshaun Watson trade, uh, a trade rumor mill, because uh, Deshaun Watson, the prosecutor, presents the case on the 11th. That's right. A That's couple right. of days away. Um, and I think if there's no criminal charges or, or misdemeanor. Well, he, he, they're presented to the grand jury, so they're looking to put a criminal charge on it. They're trying to, yeah, but we don't know if they're going to indict well, or but not. Hold on. One thing we do know about law is a grand jury can be a fixed system, meaning it's if they want somebody to have criminal charges on them, it's pretty easy to do. Oh, yeah, like uh, Robert Morgenthau said, uh, uh, if you give me enough time, I can indict a ham sandwich for murder. And, and that's what a grand jury is for, because they look at it as the real fights at the trial. Right. You know? so, so, but let's assume that what comes out of that is that it's more a civil case than the criminal case, even if there are some charges, if it works out that it's mainly perceived as a civil proceeding, then I think there's going to be teams in play for Watson. Um, because I don't know how long the Texans can afford to hold on, eat his contract and not have him play. Like Isn't they he close to 40 million? It's a distraction. Isn't he huh? close to a 40 million cap hit this year? Uh, 40 million? I could double check that for you. I mean, he, well, the point is he's got a massive cap hit. Well, yeah, because he had year. just signed a huge deal. Uh, but Deshaun Watson has a $35 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It's a 35 guaranteed total cap numbers 40. They, so you're see, right. It's a huge, it's a huge number, but I guarantee you if the Bucks feel that he's going to play in 2022, they'll make the trade or the, they'll try to along with a couple you know, of other I, I love his talent, but the guy hasn't won yet neither, you know? So. No, but I like his talent too. And I think he was clearly a quarterback on the rise if they didn't destroy his team around him. But let me also now ask. But, but you, hold on, we can't let that one go. 
He's also proved to be a hindrance, not willing to work with the team at all to help his team out while he's been in limbo too. You know, that, that speaks by your What's he supposed about, to do? If he's maintaining his innocence, what's he supposed to do? Work with the team to come do in what? and play or, or, do what? or rework the contract to give him a little cap relief where he gets well, his well, down the a, road. Well, wait you know? a second. Wait a second. Like if he's innocent and he, and he's steadfastly refused to pay off these women, his accusers, and I'm not saying they're, I'm not defining the merits of the accusations. I'm just saying in a lot of these cases, when, when one of the accused has money, they, they do like NDAs and they pay His off. His agent was pushing to get him out of there along with him right after he signed that contract. No, agreed, agreed. Yeah. So, so hold on though. He's like, this is my team. Then a year later, he wants out. That right, because, they got, about, because about... they got rid of, uh, um, O'Brien. No, no, no. The wide receiver that they traded to uh, oh, Arizona. Oh, Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins. De- Nuck. DeAndre Hopkins. Right. I don't care. But anyway, that's, so that, that, but he's, that, that, that's not a reason to demand a trade. He's, out of, uh, he's the biggest. He's the biggest name quarterback that's going to be out there. But right, right, um, right. Last but can one they one? afford him? Do they have the cap space? Yeah. Let me also yeah. throw this uh, last one. These uh, give me a quick bullet point. Harold Landry, like maybe not a household name, but an edge rusher with the Titans signed an $84 million extension for five years. You know, the Titans are really a quarterback away from winning. So they got to keep those players in place. And the truth of the matter is, I thought the best team for Rodgers to go to that was championship ready, as in Mm -hmm. just fit right on in there were, were the Titans. So I don't think they have a choice but to keep this unit together because they're, they're, they've only got a one to two year window left, I think. And here's why Derek Henry did what I thought he would do, not hit, not even get it. You know, I thought he'd get hurt or slow down and he did. And people are like, oh, that just flew. No, it's not. History has shown this is what happened. Adrian Peterson's the one who broke the mold on that one. And that, you know, that the, the one exception to the rule. Adrian Peterson, and believe it or not, Clinton Portis was the other oh, one. Oh, that's right. Well, Clinton Portis always broke it. I mean, he didn't do the 2,000 yards type deal, but the guy always came back from that ACO uh, Terry yeah. and Terry Allen. Terry Allen would, yep. would tear the ACL, take a year right. off, come back. So, but I'm talking about the 2,000 yard rush. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and and so so I think they have a limited shelf life now with Derrick Henry. And look, everybody seems to love Derrick Henry. From what I understand, oh, yeah, he's a big I guy. love him. I love you know, him. So player. so it's not that I'm not rooting for him. It's I'm looking at the reality because that team is built around that power rushing exactly. attack. Exactly. Exactly. You know? and, and, and 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 so. Regarding that $85 million deal, I'm not as familiar with the edge rusher as you may be, but is it the type of money they gave Tannehill, i.e. bad move, or is it going to pan out? Is what I think it's going to pan out for them because as a starting block on defense, you need someone who could get to the quarterback, especially in today's game, because right. the, the, the secondary can't keep up with these receivers with the new rules and everything. Mm-hmm. So the only real defense you have that's effective is to pulverize the quarterback legally so the fact that you have someone who can get to the court huh the rams Rams. exactly yeah exactly miller and aaron donald on that yeah i i agree with you that's all to me it's a it's a good move whether it was too much money or not it would again it depends how it turns out to be structured voidable years the whole nine years. right but at the end of the day what you're saying is you need that edge rusher so that's a position you may have to overpay for you need two that's you right. Two and That's right for the double team. Yeah. But Aaron Donald, you know, he was able to overcome that, but he is an exception to the oh, Aaron Donald is like a Reggie White type. He's once in a generation player, yeah. but I agree with you. All right. 
Now let's move on away from sports because we promised ourselves, William, we're going to be on time this week. No more three-hour podcasts. But So I'm going to move right into this. The Batman. And I'm making sure, as you scolded me in our uh, pre-show, I have to say the The Batman movie uh, is coming out. Uh, Are you going to go see it? Are you waiting in line with the rest of the nerds? Are you going to go out and, and, and watch this superhero movie, William? There was a time when when I hit every superhero movie because uh, I grew up, uh, uh, I was the only boy with three sisters, mm. you know, with a dad who was married to work in the military. And uh, so I, my life was hidden away with comics. So I, I grew up and to America, don't laugh when your kids read comics because that's where they're going to learn their first lessons of life. Yes, that's you know? our mythology. That's our current and, mythology is our comic books. I right. And it's changed. Percent. Yes. But it's still, you still learn the, the value of human yes. life, the of good versus bad, evil, yada, yada, yes. yada. Now, I probably won't see this, but I am intrigued because as a kid of the 70s and 80s, by the 90s, I was a young adult partying, drinking, I cared about women more than I did a comic. You know? uh, but I always found Batman fascinating in that era because people don't realize he went from the 60s campy batman and and for the comics it was the bob kane batman or or, right. or, or those types and he became the the the, the detective the dark oh, knight detective yeah. Yeah. and he was drawn by neil adams who was i don't know what the term is but he took blockiness and brought a, a real human look with the shadowing so he, it was like a film war uh batman yeah. and According to the reviews, that's what's being presented here. So, right. you know what? I've got a bunch of passes I've had for years. The good thing about California is they don't expire. Even though it says expire, California's losses, you will honor them. So maybe I will go see it because they're saying it's it, it, it's a detective type. It's dark. It's gritty. Uh, somebody said it wasn't uh, gritty enough. They needed to do something. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it's still Batman. It's still a hero. You know, get over yourself and wanting to turn him into 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 this 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 good guy, serial killer of bad guys. You know. Well, you know what's interesting is uh, I so much like yourself. I was a huge comic book collector. As a matter of fact, one of my first businesses was was uh, uh, producing comic books. There you uh, go. Some partners. So we had our own comic line. But I will say this that. Um, the concept of the anti-hero which is what i think batman originally was supposed to be right so because the 60s campy batman actually came after him originally being the dark knight being a very dark character then went into the campiness with adam west and burt ward in the 60s with the tv show and then when he came back to the dark knight again right kapow whap yeah yeah whap and then the big cartoon things but um but but what i think helped batman was the success of the punisher for marvel because when you look at it the parallels like we always say the between marvel and dc you always had the same hero with a different name and a different costume right you had superman you had hyperion you had um you had the Flash, you had Quicksilver. You know, it's like, it's the same powers, but different names, right? Yeah, yeah. well, it was different eras. They kind of stole the 50s era. Right, the Golden Age, Silver Age, right? But here's the thing. I think the success of the Punisher for Marvel as an anti-hero, like the Dirty, the Dirty Harry type of hero, uh, who didn't have special powers, but he was just like a, a former Green Beret or whatever the case was. Frank Castle. Frank Castle. Uh, whose real name was Castiglione. Uh, that'll show you how much I used to read uh, The Punisher. 
Hey, the real name is Italians just can't get out of crime, can yeah. they? Is, is, is that politically oops, correct? Oops, oops. <laughs> hey, I saw the Godfather. We don't you know, wanna, I, we don't I, I, I agree with you, but yeah. I would say it this way because I don't remember. I used to know this, but yeah. the Batman that you're referring to is a product of Frank Miller. Now, yeah. I don't know. Frank Miller was in the comics, so he may have been inspired by the Punisher. So I don't know, but I do know that Frank Miller brought a darkness to Daredevil, a, a lightweight character and made him a major Marvel character for a brief time with Elektra and that whole saga. Right. God, we are geeking out here. Aren't well, we? I was gonna say, Frank Miller, his whole MO was taking characters and making them their dark versions, right? Right, so Batman, and that's what he did with Batman. Yeah, and I'm also thinking, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm almost positive he did uh, Punisher for a while. So you had like, uh, you had him doing uh, Punisher, like Frank Miller, for people who don't know, did Sin City, if you ever saw the movie. Right, Sin City. And, and what else did he do before Sin City? Was it the 300? Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> I yeah. think he did the third one. I think, I think he did one of the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. but he also, actually, he also did do the 300. Well, yeah, yeah. So, he, it, well, they, they based it off his graphic novel. Yeah, off his graphic novel, right. And so, Sin City was also based off his, his graphic exactly, novel. Exactly, yeah. So Frank Miller was one of those iconic dudes that brought like a grittiness to what used to be a children's thing, right? Right. So, um, But even so, I'm not going to go see the movie because you know why? I'm a curmudgeon. I'm a shut-in. I don't leave my house. I stay I down too. here. But wait, hold on, John. Maybe we should see it for the audience and give our take on it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's what I do for our audience, William. I grind it out for sportsgrumblings.com. <laughs> and I also grind it out for points on the board, which in this case has come to an end for this episode. Oh, so hold on. What's that, William? Okay, I got I'll let the you Godfather cheat. approach. What's you're that? right in terms of that yeah so let's do this let's thank everyone for joining us for this episode of points on the board this has been william del pilar my co-host and big john over here saying please join us again next time when we'll be addressing more issues of interest and contemporary importance whatever the heck that means catch you next time america <laughs>